The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Scary Savannah and Beyond and another episode of the Tybee Island Police Blotter. But before we get into the weeds, weeds, you get it, quote unquote weeds, like (laughs) multiple of the weeds. Crystal, how was your Christmas? It was great. We had all the kids over. We tortured the youngest one by making her wait until after we ate to open presents. It was glorious. Opening presents with this crowd is a whole production. It Our is. son had to get out his spinning wheel to choose who got to open a present first. Yeah, and then our other son who brought his pocket knife was like desperately wanting somebody to need to use it. And it took pretty much the entire Afternoon. present opening yeah. situation before the one person needed it. And then they tore it open with their fingers anyway. Yeah, I intentionally didn't use a whole lot of tape. We played the white elephant game, and I was hoping to end up with some lightsaber chopsticks, but I got outplayed by our son. You got game by the game. I got got. You should have known better. Your first mistake was relying on me to be a part of your plan. We went over the strategy. There was no strategy that would have worked. He would have outsmarted you. Unfortunately, you are incredibly smart, but when it comes to winning a game... Well, if I had a teammate that knew what they were doing, his teammate knew, and they weren't even on teams. They were on the same side, and she didn't even know what the side was. She did. But somehow she knew what he wanted. He, he went to her, and he's like, you know what you must do. And then immediately she did it, and the white elephant present was locked in, and Crystal will never see the off-brand Star Wars chopsticks again. I know. I was disappointed. And then he sends me a video of him using them oh. last night. Not using them as chopsticks, but using them as weapons. That's what I would have done with them if we got them anyway. It ain't like we use chopsticks all that often. But it would be cool if we went to a Chinese restaurant and took our own chopsticks. Yeah. And maybe we bought some you know, aftermarket velvet pouches to put them in so that when we oh, come we in fancy. and we like look like we're just you know all ready to do this. And I, this has to be an upscale restaurant, too. It can't just oh, be yeah. a fast food one. And we come in and take out our velvet bags and open them up and pull out our light-up LED star... Fight, <laughs> not Star Wars, but laser sword <laughs> chopsticks. So, is there a fancy Chinese restaurant? Does that exist? I I don't know. I would assume so. Probably in New York. One. There's there's oh, fancy yeah. everything's in New York. I, I bet the so. McDonald's there probably has to wear a suit and tie to go in. You think? No, it's fancier than the one we have downtown. Maybe Our just haunted McDonald's. maybe just a smidge, just the <laughs> tiniest little bit. So after we opened all the gifts, we played one of those hunt a killer games. It was a murder mystery that took us around three to four hours, but we did find the killer. 
Yeah, you gave up on it. You got mad near the end. You like, just read it, just read no, it. No, because and I we wanted knew to who finish the, the game. Was. I didn't know if maybe there was an accomplice. And I, this is a true crime situation. And I was having a good time doing it. And Crystal's like, I was too. But four hours in, I'm ready to just and two bottles cut somebody. of wine in. Yeah, that was, was the like, problem. I don't want to play this game. <laughs> that was the more of the problem. It was two bottles of wine in, and I'm like, okay, we know who the killer is. Let's go watch TV. We did deduce who the killer was, and let's not talk about what it is because I thought maybe something we could do would be to maybe do a giveaway because the game is replayable. Yeah, it's replayable for other people, but you wouldn't want to play it more than once. So it's kind of a thing you hand off to someone else. Someone gave it to us. So so I'll put a picture of that up right now so you can see what it is and uh, give you the information on what the game is. And maybe we'll put some information in the show notes uh, and uh, we'll just do a giveaway. Yeah, so if it, you Because the game it, by itself probably costs about, what, like 100 bucks? Yeah, maybe, they're expensive. I think it's based on an Agatha Christie novel. It is. It was a lot of fun, but it's not something you would do more than once. So it's like a group activity. Yeah, you can do it with one person. But it's it, more fun with maybe four or five. You can play, I think, up to 14 people. You or don't want to get that many people you don't. involved unless you just got well, a bunch of real what I was thinking gamers. is it would be good if you had a large group to break off into small groups of like four yeah. and like study some of the evidence and pass it around and yeah, then come together collectively notes. and come up, you know, with what you think. Because there was a piece of evidence that I didn't see until hour three. And then I'm like, no one said this. This is significant. It's a, the, the thing, the way it starts is there's two letters that you're supposed to read to start the game. And it basically sets the scene, tells you what has happened and who the suspects are. And then everything else is just loose, like letters, documents. Uh, I, I don't want to go into detail as to what everything is because it might give a little bit of it away. But it's got some cool stuff in it. And you just figure it out on your own time what you think it is. And then when you get to the end and you think you know what happened and who did the killing... You open the envelope that gives you the solution and tells you the end of the story and what happened. The and big you see, reveal. You see if you were right. We, we were right. We were right. We figured it out. So look at the show notes for that. And if you're interested, we may uh, send that to you. So. Yeah, send us a message and we'll do like a drawing. Yeah, we should do that. Send us a message to our website. Go to our website's contact page. Send a message saying, I want that game you talked about on the police blotter. Yeah. We'll know what you mean. We'll mention it again on the next episode. Give people time. Yeah, give people time to enter. So overall, it was a relaxing few days other than the dog incident, which we'll talk about on the next episode, which will be the main episode. So you got to stay tuned to find out what that was. It was a absolute fiasco, disaster situation. I never knew the extent Brett would go to to get out of wrapping presents, but I am not surprised at this point. <laughs> yeah, because I planned and yeah. orchestrated that whole event because <laughs> it, it was just, so much fun for me. It was just very fortuitous, the timing. I don't think fortuitous had, is the term I would use. You had agreed to wrap presents with me after much begging. And oh, it ain't like I faked what happened. Oh, no, I know. But I'm sure you weren't sad about that part of, of getting out of it. Well, at least it was something worth having the pain yeah. and trauma <laughs> It's of like having happened. a child. Yeah. It's painful, but it was worth it. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Not in this situation. Getting out of wrapping presents? Yeah, actually, I guess it was worth it. I still had to wrap your birthday present, Christmas presents with my issues, so I didn't totally get out well, of Well, I'm it. impressed with that, actually. And the thing is, mine looked better than people that were completely healthy, they so really I don't know. really did look really nice. Yeah, I was very, uh, even my daughters commented on it. I'm that. wearing one of them right now, my yeah. new Atlanta Braves pajamas. Yeah, they're very nice. I like those. 
I was going to get a set of matching pajamas that look identical to that and are actually the same thing, but just in the same size. Oh, and that'd be the cute. the women's pajamas and just see how they look on me. That'd be really cute. They're we probably, are the same size almost. We, yeah, we both wear small. Except so that it I would think be women's kinda, is cut a little different, different yeah. places than it might be for a man. Yeah, it might be not the same. Just look, Just not the same look. Okay, Crystal, I can practically smell the odors emitting from these upcoming stories. So now it's time for the... Tybee Island Police Blotter. On Monday, November 27th, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for not having insurance. So how did he know that beforehand? He was probably using one of them clairvoyancy type crystal balls in the car and he said mm, i see no insurance in this vehicle <laughs> i can just sense it i know the force is strong with this one or perhaps not perhaps <laughs> he doesn't have the star fight chopsticks he does not have the chopsticks <laughs> while speaking with the driver the officer was able to smell an odor of marijuana emitting from within the vehicle you were I, right it yeah, came right out didn't it just right out a subsequent search based on probable cause revealed a small amount of quote-unquote weed and several drug-related objects. <laughs> Quote, unquote, wee. <laughs> the vehicle was then towed with a hold placed for insurance, and the occupants were allowed to walk from the scene. All the items seized from the vehicle were then placed into our evidence room and marked for destruction. I guess he wasn't under the influence enough to be arrested. Yeah. And if you notice like some rumbling snores, I just wanted to bring up the dogs or have decided from now on, they just want to be in the studio with us. And Layla snores like a chainsaw. Well, that's just part of our charm. That's what they, that's what they say. That's what they say. But you know, my question about this story is, and this goes to other stories is how long does stuff sit in this evidence room before it gets destroyed? Do they have like $70,000 worth of, quote unquote weed and various items or do they like weekly go and throw it in an incinerator or I wonder how they dispose of this stuff i don't know if you know that let us know i would be curious to know how do they dispose of it and how often do they dispose of it i wonder i bet if it's like in, in a crime and it's used for like investigation they keep it until the case is resolved otherwise they probably have like a set time that they routinely dispose of on thursday november 30th one of our officers took a report regarding a suspicious incident. While speaking with the officer, the caller stated that an older woman had been seen loitering around. Oh, no, not loitering. <laughs> loitering around her property, taking pictures and looking through her windows several times over the past few weeks. When confronted by a neighbor, the suspicious woman had claimed that she was taking pictures of the stairs because they were, quote, architecturally impressive, end quote. A report was filed, and the area was scheduled for extra patrol. Hmm. You know what I'm wondering? He said it's a woman. He mm -hmm. said it's an older woman. Mm -hmm. Is it really an older woman? Could it perhaps be a woman, yet in disguise, who may have potentially had reason to be on the island previously? Perhaps maybe at a campground, oh, per se. you think she's back? I think she might be back, and she's taking pictures because that has something to do with her revenge. I'm wondering if it's the staircase that I'm thinking of because we walk by there a lot, and we're always like, look at there, and we look in, but we don't like go up to the house and like look through the windows. You know what I'm talking about? No, not a clue. Yeah, you do. They have like a neon sign. 
against their back wall on the back river. Oh, yeah, I know where that is. You want to give them the address? Architecturally impressive. <laughs> Let's give them the address so people can go check it out. They'd probably frown upon that. Oh, somebody, so. If somebody that lives there or listens to the podcast, they're probably, <laughs> you better not give out the home address. No, I'm just kidding. But yeah, we walk by it, but it's way off the road. So you'd have to walk back there to, to really, go take the picture. Yeah, to go look in their windows. Yeah. One of our officers stopped a vehicle for failing to maintain and failure to signal while changing lanes. While talking with the driver, the officer noticed that his eyes were bloodshot and he slurred his words as he spoke. The officer also smelled a strong odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from the driver's breath. There's been a lot of emitting odors in this episode. seems like the last time we did the police blotter, we hardly had any kind of things emitting. People are back. They're back and they're (laughs) emitting odors just like they're not supposed to be. When asked if he was willing to submit to standardized field sobriety testing, the driver refused. He was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane, failure to signal, open container, and DUI less safe. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. These yeah, people just ain't hide. never going to learn, are they? Just Mm-mm. ain't never going to learn. Officers responded to a local bar in reference to a woman refusing to leave the premises. While speaking with our team, the bartender pointed out a woman who had allegedly become disorderly with staff on several occasions, and failed to pay for her food. When her card was run on the night in question, it was declined. Declined. When subsequently asked to leave, the woman began to argue, prompting the call to police. Officers then issued her a criminal trespass notice and stood by while she left the scene. I guess they didn't get paid for her food. She probably got real angry. She's like, this service is terrible. It's like I demand things. Yeah. I'm not paying for them. I'm not going to pay I for them. I mean, it. first of all, let's just get that out of the way. I'm not <laughs> paying for them. And then they refuse to serve me in a timely fashion. And the way that I tip these servers and bartenders so non-existently, yeah. you think they would jump right on top of this. But, hey, what are you going to do? Sometimes, you know, when you're freeloading, you don't get the service you expect. Well, the thing about the bartenders on Tybee, they're very good, honestly. Like, I've never really had any that aren't. Oh, everyone we, we deal with regularly, I, I really like. And they're very calm and patient with the drunk have, people. Oh, good grief. They if have they call the police, good... the woman must have been belligerent because yeah. they normally can they, deal with these people. Yeah, they normally are very good at diffusing situations. Yeah. So, On Saturday, December 2nd, Officers responded to a local bar in reference to a hit and run. While speaking with our team, the caller stated that some unknown person had struck her vehicle in the parking lot of the bar and knocked off the rear bumper. Upon inspection, an officer found a dent on the side of the vehicle and was able to pop it out. The officer then assisted the caller and her friends in reattaching the bumper. A report was filed and no further action was taken during this time. So the officer went out of his way to help. Pop the bumper. Protect and serve. He's serving. He was doing, you know, community service right there. He said, well, your bumper shouldn't have been held on by paper clips. <laughs> but let me take a stab at it. Well, at least that was an easy fix. I would like to see our, speaking of taking a stab at it, this has nothing to do with this at all whatsoever. But the other day when I was driving down the road, I passed by a Tybee Island vehicle that said canine on it. I think I might have passed the <gasps> Rocky. You passed Rocky? I didn't see him, but he, I mean, how many canines do we have on this island? Well, rumor has it that his handler is the one that writes this blotter. Rumor is. <laughs> rumor has oh, you probably it. don't even listen to I it then, because I still have yet to meet Rocky, and I want to. Well, let's just waltz into the police department and see do what happens. Do you know who we are? <laughs> do and they'd be like, well, we do know who you are. And then they put us both in yeah. handcuffs. <laughs> we've been, we've been waiting for you. do this. <laughs> 
On Sunday, December 3rd, officers received a bolo, or be on the lookout. That's what that means? Mm -hmm. I hear them talking about bolos on TV all the time. I just thought it was some fancy slang code word. I didn't know it it actually stood for something. It means be on the lookout. Be on the lookout. For a vehicle which had allegedly been involved in a hit and run in another jurisdiction. While on patrol, officers spotted a vehicle matching the suspect's description and noticed that it failed to maintain its lane several times. Oh, it's Them on cars. the way. It's speeding this way to bring its out-of-jurisdiction warrants Everyone with it, Everyone winds up it? here all the time. Yeah. After stopping the vehicle, an officer noticed that the driver's eyes were glossy and that he slurred his words as he spoke. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the driver had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. Mm-hmm. He was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane. Driving wild license suspended, open container, and DUI less safe. There ain't nothing mentioned here about having outstanding warrants in other jurisdictions. I am taken aback at this. Well, he had hit and run in another jurisdiction, so I'm sure oh, he got extra There had to be a warrant involved there, though. It probably just happened. Tangentially. Tangentially. Well, it had just happened, so that's what they were looking for oh, him. Oh, so he didn't have a warrant yet because... He, he, fled, he fled the he scene. He fled the scene of the crime. Yeah, yeah. So that's even better than an outstanding warrant. That's like I got a fresh one and I'm working on another <laughs> one over here. Yeah. I got one in, you know, every county, every county in, in Georgia. Georgia. On Monday, December 4th, officers responded to the area of Robinson Avenue in reference to a suspicious incident. A lot of suspicious stuff going on. There's a lot of suspicion being held on the island. According to the caller, an unknown person had walked through his yard and attempted to open a back door on his residence. Officers checked the area and were unable to locate anyone at all. A report was filed, and no further action was taken at the time. Mm. That's scary. So it sounds like the woman was dressed up as an old woman <laughs> and then dressed up as a man and just showed up some other random camera? place. Is she taking pictures of your stairs, the sir? There's some kind of bigger plot at foot here, and I don't know what's going on, but I'm going to make it my personal mission to investigate this and figure it out. As soon as we're done recording this, you'll forget this entirely. <laughs> I literally don't even know what I was talking about. I was just making stuff up <laughs> in the middle of the sentence, honestly. One of our officers stopped a car for having a canceled registration. During the course of the investigation, the officer learned that the driver's license was suspended. Shocker. He was then placed under arrest and charged with removing slash affixing tag to misrepresent and driving while license suspended. I think that's the first time I've ever heard that one before yeah. here. Removing, affixing tag to misrepresent. I bet, he had a, I bet he had a tag on there that wasn't the right one. Oops. I didn't know that this uh, Fisher-Price preschool, uh, you know. Little tykes. Little tykes <laughs> license plate didn't carry the same authority in Chatham County as it does in, say, I don't know, back in the backwoods over by the river where we make that shine. On Tuesday, December 5th, a woman reported receiving a telephone call from a person claiming to be a Chatham County Sheriff's deputy. While speaking with the woman, the so-called deputy claimed that she had a warrant and that she needed to pay $5,000 in order to avoid arrest. (laughs) You know what we would say. You know where to find me. If you're (laughs) the deputy, you know where my house is, come see me in person. Yeah, I'm not going to open the door, but you know where I am. (laughs) It's like if you have the legal authority to come in here and do it, you'll get in the house whether I open the door or not. So, yeah. The woman then drove to the Chatham County Sheriff's Office in order to confirm that she was wanted. <laughs> I'm like, are you really like, you know, you should know whether or not you have a warrant. Yeah, maybe I did accidentally bring that firearm into the airport. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> she was informed that CCSO, 
does not call people to clear warrants. Look, I tell you what, <laughs> you're wanted for manslaughter, but you know, today you only, if you go ahead and pay that $5,000 fine that manslaughter carries over the phone <laughs> by, you know, some sort of major credit card, we'll expunge your record. If you use Discover, I think you get cash back. You get cash back on every felony you pay off over the phone. <laughs> On Wednesday, December 6th, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for failing to maintain its lane. After the officer explained the reason for the stop, the driver immediately offered that he had only had one beer and was heading home. Ooh, oh, my bad, my bad. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Oh. I thought you were driving drunk. <laughs> As they spoke, the officer also noticed that the man's eyes were bloodshot and watery. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. He was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane and DUI, less safe. This was a Wednesday night. I wonder if it's anyone we know. <laughs> Could be. I was very likely, honestly. <laughs> oh, no, honestly. Because this time of year, yeah. there aren't that many people yeah. traveling around. They're looking so, for you. Yeah. Officers responded to an address on Miller Avenue in reference to a report of people lurking in the backyard of a residence. Oh, no, workers. Uh -oh. we got all kinds of sketchy things going on we down here, We should lock our we? doors. I always <laughs> lock our doors. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now. Is it locked right now? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I made sure when I walked by. Okay, because Ethan came by to today, the and when they come over, they unlock the door. Just leave it hanging open. Just hang Just it open. Just leave the door open. Just open. Upon their arrival, the officers found the caller standing in the yard with a machete... And ordered him to put it down, to which he complied. Oh, no. The man. This then, is frightening. <laughs> the man then explained that he had been carrying the weapon for self-defense after discovering two hooded men in his backyard who yelled obscenities at him before fleeing the scene. No, oh, good grief. I tell you what, we got creepers and stalkers and then there's stalkers stalking the stalkers and we got creepers stalking the creepers and there's machetes involved. What kind of place do we live in, oh, people? This place is going off the rails. Neighbors confirmed that they could hear yelling coming from the direction of the caller's yard, but were unable to determine how many people were involved. Officers checked the area, but were unable to locate anyone who seemed suspicious. Just ignore that lady taking pictures of your staircase. Who's dressed as a man. <laughs> and now she's two men. Now I'm two men stacked on top of each other. A report was filed and no further action was taken at that time. Man, I'm going to make sure our doors are locked at all well, times. I do own a machete. You do, actually. I may need to start carrying it for self-defense. and do you not, know where not it is? Not in a scabbard or anything. It's actually, in this room. It, it or was. was. until you I packed it up for Christmas. And you probably threw it in the trash. But, no, it's know. just in a tote somewhere. Uh, well, I better get it back. On Sunday, December 10th, one of our officers stopped a vehicle for failing to maintain its lane. While speaking with the driver, the officer was able to smell an odor similar to that of an alcoholic drink emitting from within. When asked, the man admitted to having, quote, three or four, unquote, drinks at this a local bar. This sounds like bar. somebody who might be a local when and they start, you know, they're like, that, it's three or four. Well, yeah, because he insisted he was on his way home. He doesn't listen to the blotter because we tell you, two. That's well, it. then he just doesn't care about his own or other safety. <laughs> he does not. During the course of the subsequent investigation, the officer found additional evidence to suggest that the man had been operating the vehicle while under the influence of alcohol. He was then placed under arrest and charged with failure to maintain lane, open container, and DUI 0 .08 or more. So he must have taken the breathalyzer. Fool. That, that right there, I've never seen him put a number on it. Yeah, so because no it, one ever takes the test. Is that high? Apparently. 
I, I don't know how high high is. So I don't this, know. What I don't know the if this is like. Is. I don't know how this man's alive, let alone oh, no. operating a motor vehicle. No, it's not like that. But he is over the legal limit. Now, I what I want to clarify is, as officer, I did say three or four drinks, but I didn't say the size of the drinks. Yeah, and that's, that's you know critical. what the kids call handles. Oh that's my god! No, he would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> While on foot patrol in the area of Tabriza Street, one of our officers discovered that the head had been knocked off of the Santa Claus statue, which was standing in front of the city's Christmas tree. Realizing that Santa was beyond his ability to repair at the time, the officer transported the broken statue to the South Annex for safekeeping. Now, I need to know the status of the Santa. Oh, no. He gathered up the sad, shattered Mm -hmm. remains of his major Major award. And they probably buried it behind the police department after midnight. And if you listen, probably faintly, you might have heard the sound of taps being played. Nice. Does anyone know what I'm doing? I do. Do do you know what I'm doing? If you know what we're doing, say it. You're not supposed to tell. (laughs) It's not Christmas story. I made this up. Bleep that out. Make it sound like I said something wrong. (laughs) I'm going to make it sound like you said a bad word. And that reminds me, we haven't even walked down to see the Christmas tree, and it's after Christmas. We need to do that. They're probably going to take it down. Let's go right now. No. (laughs) We're still recording. Okay. On Monday, December 11th, officers responded to the Tybee Allen Police Department in reference to a possible incident of theft. While speaking with officers, the complainant stated that a check belonging to a family member had either been lost or stolen and had since been cashed. A report was filed, and the complainant was advised to follow up with the appropriate bank. Hmm. So there's a misplaced check. Yeah, and someone cashed it. Could have been made out to a non-disclosed identity who might have been dressed like a man, who might have been dressed like an older woman, who might have been dressed like a younger woman dressing like an older woman. And she has a a fondness for staircases. And perhaps photographic equipment used to take pictures of said items. This is conjecture on my part, but I feel like I'm tying these things together, solving this case in real time. On Wednesday, December 13th, a man came to the Tybee Allen Police Department to report an accident that had happened a little over a month prior. Just now getting around to it. While speaking with officers, the man stated that after striking his vehicle in the parking lot of a local gas station, a woman gave him her name and phone number, but did not provide her insurance information. When he attempted to contact her to obtain the information later, she would either not answer the phone or would hang up quickly after realizing it was him. (laughs) I got you, boy. I know how to hang up a phone. Officers were familiar with this woman and responded to her residence in an attempt to gather the needed information. While she refused to answer the door, her mother arrived on scene and was asked to contact the complainant in order to square things away. A report was filed and no further action was taken during this time. You see, I can't be held liable if I just don't answer the door. She must listen to the show. I said, don't answer the door. Don't, don't answer, answer your phone. She didn't answer the door, but mama came and took care of things. So, hey, good try, I guess. On Saturday, December 16th, officers responded to the area of Jones Avenue in reference to a motor vehicle crash. As the officers arrived, a man suddenly fled the scene on his electric bicycle. Ha <laughs> ha! You'll never catch me, copper. My bicycle has a motor. As he did so, the occupants of the other vehicle began to yell at him to come back and inform the officer that he was the one who hit them. I'm just hoping that this thing, he jumped on it and said something to that effect. <laughs> and it's to. one of those things that only goes like 
eight miles an yeah. hour. So he's sort of puttering away. Oh, it gets better. <laughs> oh, I hope so. The officer then got back into his patrol vehicle and pursued the electric bike with his lights and sirens <laughs> activated. After making his way to Highway 80, the suspect on the bike ran a red light and turned into oncoming traffic in an effort to escape. Officers continued to follow the man until the chain on his bike broke, bringing a sudden end to the pursuit. Oh no, my chain broke. Mm-hmm. I really had a realistic chance of escaping on an electric bicycle. But he had just brought along some roofing nails and thrown them off the side. He could have punctured the tires. Apparently he's not from Texas. Apparently not. He just doesn't know any better. The man was then placed under arrest and charged with following too closely, hit and run, headlight requirements, failure to obey a traffic control device, driving on the wrong side of the road, traffic laws apply to bicycles, and fleeing and attempting to elude. Man, he's racking it up, ain't he? I'm going to have all the charges, officer, but the one thing I'm not going to have is a criminal record because you'll never catch me. (laughs) Was he in a car and then jumped on a bike? Is that what I said? I like to think that he had a suitcase with him in his vehicle. This is not written here, but it's how I see it. He (laughs) jumps out of the car, they're fussing. He grabs a suitcase and does an inspector gadget. It pops out. It's a little bicycle that you sort of like sit on your knees on. Like (laughs) like that and has a motor on it. He flips it on. He just putters away. It'd be even better if he had a Santa suit. Well, I mean, I think that goes without saying. (laughs) Officers responded to the area of Highway 80 between Polk and McKenzie in reference to a drunk man screaming profanity and hitting signs. Oh, that that might have been me. Was it you? No, of course not. (laughs) While checking the area, an officer spotted a man, quote unquote, flipping him off and screaming profanity in his general direction. Oh, this might have been you. It's a man. Could I look be passed as a man? I don't think so. I would say that's probably a stretch to think you might be able to. After deciding that the man closely matched the description of the suspect, the officer pulled over to investigate further. While talking with the man, the officer noticed that he was very unsteady on his feet and slurred his words as he spoke. During the course of the conversation, the man told the officer that he was just letting out some stress and that the officer should thank him for hitting signs and not hitting people. I mean, I could have been so much worse. I could have (laughs) literally hurt tons of people. I mean, you should be happy that I'm committing this crime versus that crime, you know? When asked where he was staying, the man indicated a house just around the corner from where they stood. As such, the officer instructed the man to walk home or he would be placed under arrest. As the man walked away, he once again (laughs) began to scream profanity (laughs) and was subsequently placed under arrest for public drunkenness. Oh, well, I'll tell you what, Mr. Officer. (laughs) I'm not going to do that, but you know how that went. You know how people are when they're drunk. He probably was very belligerent and hard to get along with. And the officer probably should have just straight up arrested him instead of trying to work with him. But I guess that comes back to indicate that our officers tend to try to to defuse the situation rather than just throwing people in handcuffs. So it sounds like it's been a very unusual and weird Three couple, weeks. couple to three weeks, you know. We sort of skipped a week since we did actual episodes two weeks well, in a row. I brought these all three together. So you merged them. I merged them. So uh, we are up to date. We are we back just, in the swing of things. Or we've got one more week, but it hasn't released yet, so I didn't I didn't do that one yet. We still have some Christmas stuff in here, but not as much. Yeah, I seems. moved some stuff back in just for this episode. Oh, I got my little Christmas tree beside me here, and this time it appears to be working, so that's glorious. Yeah, it was just the light bulb was burned out. And if you're listening, I hope you notice this really brightly colored necklace I'm wearing. This is one of the Christmas presents I got from Crystal, and I love it. And it's just I'm so flashy. 
It's so flashy. It would look really good with this outfit I'm wearing. It would because this is actually the necklace that Ronald Acuna Jr., who is the Atlanta Braves, the Atlanta Braves uh, right. center fielder, right fielder, right fielder. center fielder is. <laughs> Who's playing center field? Michael Harris. Michael Harris Jr. The second. No, Michael Harris the second. Baby, gosh. Do you know anything about... I don't know anything. I'm a complete and total poser. Complete <laughs> you, and total uh, poser. What? You don't, you're not worthy to wear that necklace. I was going to say shortstop. But shortstop. But then I remembered that I was thinking about a guy that played when we were in high school and not the guy that plays what now. What are you talking about? Uh, is, do you remember the guy that played uh, shortstop for the Braves when we were teenagers? You don't even remember. Nobody remembers. It never happened. So this necklace was a Christmas present is what I'm trying to say. Apparently, you're very fond of it. Uh, <laughs> you don't even know who, whose necklace it is. I do. You know that I do. You're just making me sound foolish. Or you're letting <laughs> oh, yeah. me make myself sound foolish. It's really hard to do. Either way, I think we should get out of this studio so that you can once again gawk at my beautiful jewelry that you can no longer have in your possession since you gave it to me. But I do have really cute little earrings. Oh, she does. Got the Braves earrings. Go my daughter Braves got me. shirt and her Braves pants. Yeah, I got a lot of cool stuff. I got this mug warmer that my daughter also got me. Oh, we, keeping my coffee hot. coffee almost pulled it with the coffee mug into the floor. She did. The only cord out of the 675,000 cords you can see right here that would have caused damage or pain, and that's the one she hung up on. Oh, so. luckily I caught the coffee before it went flying. Ah, you're such a poser baseball player. Oh, I could have <laughs> played shortstop for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, I don't think I could have. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> so anyways, catch us next episode. If, if you, you want, can. If you want the game, send us a message. Send a message. Bye. Bye.